When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. I think it's Lamar, just because this is a perfect opportunity. I mentioned the 49ers. I think it would be really disappointing if the 49er team built for this year isn't in the Super Bowl. I think for Lamar, this team is built to win a Super Bowl or get to it and win it. Josh, the defense has been decimated by injuries. Had another one with Bernard last week, right? You know, Josh is still carrying his team. They don't have their running game every week. Definitely more pressure on Lamar Jackson. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Um, that is Mel Kuyper talking about uh, Lamar Jackson having the most pressure of any quarterback. I just, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that. Um, Harvey, do you agree with that? So let me just, CJ Stroud, he's already crushed it. He's going to win rookie of the year. Um, Lamar Jackson, he's crushed it this year. He's already going to win MVP. Green Bay Packers, Jordan Love, nothing to lose. Everybody thought he was going to fall flat on his face. Oh, Aaron Rodgers is gone. The Packers are going to suck. Blah, 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 blah. Ha, look at him now. Where are the Jets? Where are the Packers? There. 49ers, I think Brock Purdy has a lot of pressure on him. I'm going to I'm gonna shelf that for a second. Tampa Bay Bucks and, and Baker Mayfield, same situation. Oh, the Bucks are going to suck. Tom Brady's gone. Baker Mayfield is a bridge quarterback. Hmm, look at them now, right? Week two of the playoffs, Baker Mayfield. The Detroit Lions, Goff, has had a good season. I think Goff has proven to the Detroit Lions that he is their quarterback. They're not going into any draft thinking like, oh, we've got to get a quarterback. Goff isn't it. I don't think there's any pressure there. Patrick Mahomes has won a ton of Super Bowls. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though, Harvey. This is the first playoff game with Patrick Mahomes on the road, not at home in the comfy confines of Arrowhead Stadium. Pressure, that could be pressure. That could be pressure. And of course, yes, Josh Allen. So I, I, I would say, to me, to me, I would say the, mo- the most pressured, the three most pressured quarterbacks coming into this weekend's slate of games, Brock Purdy, to prove that Mr. Irrelevant can make it happen, continue to make it happen. Okay, at so- listen, at some point in time, Brock Purdy is going to have to make a play on his own to, to, to move the chains or to score a touchdown. Not throwing these five, seven-yard completions to Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey and George Kittle and Brandon Ayuk and having five seconds back there to throw a pass. Like Eventually, there's going to have to come to a, a, a time, and I don't think it's the Green Bay Packers defense, by the way, but Mr. Irrelevant is going to have to step up and put a game on his on his shoulder pads hasn't happened yet okay um patrick mahomes on the road for the first time in the playoffs can he do it on the road that's a lot of pressure and of course you know josh allen who's had a topsy-turvy season so far right some lows some highs ended the season on highs obviously the buffalo bills winning the afc east 
But um, if I had to say pressure, and by the way, pressure is a privilege. Um, to me, it'd be either be Brock Purdy or Patrick Mahomes. What say you, folks? 800-919-3776. Which quarterback do you feel has the most pressure coming into uh, this weekend's slate of games? Let's go to Gary in New York. Gary, welcome in. Good afternoon. How are you? Gary, thank you. Yeah. Hi. I'm glad to talk to you. Well, what do you have for us? No, I'm just going to say I was uh, so devastated mm. with the Cowboy loss, you know, and uh, I mean, I couldn't believe it with Green Bay, you know, and uh, just so devastated. I've been waiting for 28 years. Well, um, a few things. Um I, I understand the Cowboy fans being devastated, but I'm and I've said this time and time again, I'm not a Dallas Cowboys hater. I'm not a Giants fan who's a Dallas Cowboy and Eagles hater. That's not me. I'm just not sold on Dak Prescott. And and again, I think the narrative with the Dallas Cowboys and the Miami Dolphins this season was can they beat teams that are above five hundred? And they couldn't. And when you get into the playoffs, 99% of the time, you're playing teams that are above 500. So, you know, I know the Dallas Cowboys don't make their schedule, but, um, you know, the, the schedule doesn't lie. Wins, losses, and, and, and opponents and statistics don't lie. So to me, Cowboys and the Dolphins were pretenders, and sure enough, that's why they're not in the playoffs anymore. Okay. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Let's go to Chris in Beth Page. Chris, welcome in. Good afternoon. Which quarterback do you feel has the most pressure coming into this weekend's slate of games? I need a one thousand percent, and it's not even close. Who? Lamar Jackson. Why? Why do you feel Think Lamar? About it. What does Lamar have? Yeah, what what look, pressure for what? He's already locked right. up the MVP, Chris. Who cares? Who cares about you? Care about the regular season? Nobody cares about the regular season. Go talk to the Dallas Cowboys and the Eagles if you care about the regular season, okay? This, here's the deal, Anita. The guy's 1-3 in the playoffs, okay? And it's not like he, you know, barely lost those games. Look up his stats in those playoff games. Horrible, all right? Regular season means nothing in pro football. You've got to win the big one, okay? If, um, just imagine if, if he doesn't take them to the Super Bowl this year or during whatever, great regular season, you know what? I will say, you know what? Who cares about him? He signed a big contract, all right? He's making a lot of money. There's no doubt way more pressure on him than anybody, and it's not even close. And, you know, Brock Purdy, the guy's second year in the league, okay? I mean, you can't even compare the two. There's no doubt it's Lamar Jackson. Please, if he doesn't make it to the Super Bowl, I'll tell you, I'll say who cares about the guy? I mean, really, who cares if he has unbelievable numbers against the Miami Dolphins in the regular season? It means nothing. Interesting. Chris, thanks for the phone call. I, I, I just, I don't know. I don't, you know, he got his money. He got paid. Um, he's been balling out. He's been told his whole life he can't pass the football. He's not, he's not a legit quarterback. They go out. They hire Todd Munkin. He comes in. Top five quarterback in the league in a lot of passing statistics this year. He's proven everybody wrong. He's proven every, everybody wrong. All those, all those old farts 
oh, you should really consider being a, a wide receiver or a running back or a DB. You'll never make it as a quarterback. Pressure? He's like, I don't, I just don't, I don't see it. I don't see it. Uh, let's go to Joe. Joe's calling in from MetLife. Joe, welcome in. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, young lady. How you doing today? I think Josh Allen has the most pressure because after that devastating loss a couple of years ago with like 16 seconds left, I think we're going to finally see what he really is. He has a vengeance against the Kansas City Chiefs, and I'd really like to see that kid win a Super Bowl. You know, I mean, the other quarterbacks are still young, but I think this is Josh Allen's time, and he's a great athlete. I'm surprised, Joe. You don't think you you don't think that Patrick Mahomes has pressure because this season has been anemic for them offensively, and this will be his first road playoff game. You know, I mean, obviously, you know he has two. He has nothing else. He's a Hall of Famer. He's a great quarterback. Don't get me wrong, but I like to see the kid win one Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Okay, I, I get where you're coming from. Appreciate the call, Joe. Just because you know Josh Allen doesn't have that Super Bowl yet, you're feeling like he has the most the most pressure. Let's go to Cameron calling in from Jersey. Cameron, who you got? Hey, Nita, how are you? Hope all is well. Um, Thank you. I think uh, I'm going to go with the the, the second to last caller, uh, Lamar Jackson. Definitely with the most pressure. One and three in the playoffs. Defense is playing playing great. Sound football. He's got the weapons now, finally, that he hasn't had in quite a while. I just think that he is definitely facing the most amount of pressure going against the rookie quarterback and C.J. Stroud. You know, he had that bye week. He's got a bye week, so he's got already, you know, over a week to prepare. So I just think that right now if, you know, he comes up short, and I know the spread was something around like nine uh, in favor of Baltimore, but, I mean, again, they're playing, you're playing a rookie quarterback, a rookie head coach, yeah, all this time to prepare, you know, knowing who your coach is and how well they prepare for opponents, especially in the playoffs. It's for it's Lamar's year. I think Josh Allen is definitely next in terms of pressure, but it, it, Lamar's one in three in the playoffs. I mean, he's got to get he's got to get over that hump. I think that this might be the year that Lamar Jackson finally kind of breaks that, uh, you know, breaks all the people making fun of him and saying he's not not making fun of him but saying that he's not ready for the playoffs yet. I think this is his year that he could finally go to the Super Bowl and potentially play, you know, um, I'm guessing 49ers might go all the way as well. I think he definitely needs one. Interesting. Cameron, thanks for the phone call. Uh, you know, here's another thing. Everybody's anticipating the 49ers to win the Super Bowl. Odds makers are as well. Look what the Baltimore Ravens, look at what Lamar Jackson was able to do to them at Christmas. Uh, again, I just I, I I respect your opinions. I understand what you're saying. We heard from, of course, Mel Kuyper. Respect him as well. I guess I'm just not feeling it. Let's go to Brian in Milbourne. Uh, <laughs> Brian, you are you 49ers fan? You, hey, Anita, you know I'm a big fan of yours. I always call your station. Yes, um, Anita, you have to realize Brock Purdy can make every throw on the field. Now, is he Josh Allen? Is he Patrick Mahomes? He's any one of them? No. But he's throwing anticipation. He can make every throw on the field. So I don't know when you get on airways, you say he makes five to six yard passes and go to the house. Yeah, that happens. But he also can make the other passes too. Brian, his, his success and his, his, yardage, his yardage has come, like I want to say, like 70 to 75% on yards after the catch. You realize that, right? 
Yeah, but also on the same, you watch the game, you see the bombs of Debo, the deep and cut to Ayuk, the deep and cut to Kittle, 30 yards, 40 yards. You see that in the game. Because the game we lost to Baltimore, we were moving the ball. It's just the thing with Kyle and the 49ers is Kyle. Kyle don't want to run the ball when he's supposed to run the ball. He get with the ego. Oh, I could so, throw the ball. No, if you could run the ball, we need to run the ball. So, That's so just matter with the so, 49ers. So, Brian, just out of curiosity, right? Since you're such a, a avid 49ers fan, I, I just in I'm I'm really curious. A legit question to you: the three okay. straight games that the 49ers lost when Purdy did not have Trent Williams or and C Mac was not 100. percent Why did they lose those games? Okay. Yeah. I don't think he's totally ready yet to put it all on his back. I do mm-hmm. agree. But he can't make all the dogs on the field. I do agree with you on that part. But the last game against the Browns, he did do a drive down the field, and the kicker missed the, the field goal. That's not on him. So if the kicker made a 41-yard field goal, we would have won that game. The thing with the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan is he don't run the ball when he posts to run the ball. Kansas City, 10, 10 points up. In the Super Bowl, don't run the ball. Atlanta, don't run the ball. That's the main thing about Kyle. Yeah, he can pass the ball, but if you got a dominant running game with Trent Williams on the left and they can't stop it with Eric Banks on the left, run the ball, Kyle. That's the power of the 49ers. That's the only thing that will stop us going all the way. Brian, thanks for the phone call. I appreciate it. Boy, uh, have we hit on something. Uh, we've got a full bank of calls. Everybody wanting to chime in. Uh, what quarterback has the most pressure? Uh, Ricky, Nikki, Rob, Sal, Mike, hang tight. We get back. We'll get your calls. 800-919-3776. Getting you ready for the division round playoff weekend. Right here on 98.7 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Kind of just is what it is. Obviously, I've been lucky enough to play a lot of games at home at Arrowhead Stadium. Kind of just everything's felt that way. But now we get a great opportunity to go on the road, play in a hostile environment. One that I haven't been able to play with fans in the stands. I mean, even though I know it's going to be hostile and there's going to there, there be people talking trash and everything like that, I'm excited for it because it's one of the best environments in football. And you want to do that when you grow up watching these games is playing the best environments and see what it's like. It's Patrick Mahomes talking about what it's like. His first road playoff game. Of course, outside of Super Bowls that he's played on on a neutral field. Obviously, this is different. Uh, the Bills, and uh, they're going to be circling those wagons 
up there in Orchard Park. 800-919-3776. Boy, we've stepped into something. And that is, uh, which quarterback has the most pressure heading into today's and tomorrow's matchup? All four games, who has the most pressure? Many people are saying Lamar Jackson. I am not. Um, I think uh, I think it very well could come down to uh, Brock Purdy proving that Mr. Irrelevant is relevant. Um, I think it could come down to Patrick Mahomes uh, having to win on the road, um, you know, not having the luxury of, you know, having the playoffs always go through Arrowhead. Or Josh Allen, who it's been a topsy-turvy season for him. That's for sure. You know, um, he's in, he ended the regular season strong. Can he keep that up uh, against a Kansas City team where this rivalry has been uber, uber entertaining? That's for sure. Um, Harvey, did you want to say something? No, uh, but I'll, I'll just answer the question just for fun. Yeah. Because I do agree it is uh, Lamar Jackson because he got the big money. Mm-hmm. He's going to be basically your MVP this season. Mm-hmm. Number one seed again. Mm-hmm. Remember how that worked out last time? And if not now, then when? This was a team that beat the likes of the Dolphins, the Steelers. No, not the Steelers. They lost the Steelers twice. But, I mean, the most the best team in the AFC, arguably the best team in football, embarrassed the Niners. When is it going to happen? You know, it's well, got to happen. I, I guess people people feel that, you know, the pressure's on that it's got to happen now. I mean, you've got the Texans, and then you're going to either host the Chiefs or the Bills. Come on. It's all right there in front of you for him. I mean, that's pretty much, that's the road for Lamar Jackson. Beating the Texans today, and then uh, the Ravens will either host either the Bills or the Kansas City Chiefs, and if they win then obviously we'll go up against uh, either the 49ers, the Packers, the Bucks, or the Detroit Lions. So 800-919-3776. Uh, let's go to Nikki in Montclair. Nikki, who's who's your quarterback with the most pressure? Well, my quarterback uh, with the most pressure is my QB, Lamar Jackson, because, I mean, he got paid, like you guys said, but everybody has been down on him since they came in, since he came into the league. So I think it's time to show and prove what he can do in the postseason. Regular season, he's always been pretty good, but we, we need this. Uh, just just for the record, Nikki, appreciate the phone call. I have not been down on Lamar Jackson. In fact, um, not sure how long you've been listening to the station, but was actually on the air when the Ravens drafted Lamar Jackson and was ecstatic when they traded back into the bottom of the first round to get him. And uh, I said that I felt that he was going to be the best quarterback coming out of that year's draft class and he was going to do special things for the Baltimore Ravens. Never in a million years did I think he'd be this good, not going to lie. And you've got to give credit where credit's due and you've got to credit the Baltimore Ravens for coming in and changing everything they were doing prior to that because the offense that uh, he runs uh, definitely could not have been... um, you know, the offense that Joe Flacco could have pulled off. So uh, the Ravens not only traded back into the bottom of the first round to get Lamar Jackson, they pivoted offensively and put together not only a game plan and a strategy, but also went out and drafted and signed free agents to accentuate the scheme that they have placed Lamar Jackson in. So it's twofold. Lamar Jackson has been great. I don't know if Lamar Jackson would have had this much success if he would have gone to another organization that didn't commit to him and his skill set the way that the Baltimore Ravens have. 
I will say that. Uh, let's go to Sal, calling in from Duchess. Sal, welcome in. Good afternoon, Anita. You just made a good point to Lamar, because Lamar Jackson has to be the one with the most pressure. He got his money. His, he didn't have to pay an agent. His mother was his agent, so he got what he got. But my thing is, he's got to prove himself. I mean, two, yeah, he's going to have another MVP. That's two MVPs, and then he gets no, you know, not even close to the Super, you know, to the Super Bowl. Because every time he's been in it, he's been knocked out. And I, I smell an upset. I really do. I think the Texans, with the weather, the winds, and, you know, you said, uh, I think it was uh, the guy you had on, Fat Jack, they said he's gonna, there's going to be turnovers. And the team was going to scoop and turn it in. And I think it's going to be the Texans who's going to do that to the Ravens today. And I know you've always been a, a Lamar Jackson guy, but I'm a Jet fan, and until um, Mahomes is on that field, I'm going to take Patrick Mahomes. Thank you. You got it, Sal. Thanks for the call. Uh, let's go to Rob in Old Bridge. Rob, you're up. Hey, Anita. Uh, I called you earlier in the uh, football season, and I was talking about the uh, 49ers schedule um, and how tough it was. And we got through it, and now we're playing in the divisional game against the Packers. So, I don't understand why you're so down on Brock, but to go to the other topic, I think the more pressure is on Lamar, because Lamar has a couple MVPs. He's going to win the MVP this year. He won an MVP. Has a really good team, but he kind of reminds me of Aaron Rodgers, where you win the MVP, but you can't win the big game. And my last question for you, and a shout-out to Harvey and Mama, is that what do you think the 49ers do in the playoffs? Do we get to the Super Bowl? Do we win the Super Bowl? And I'll leave it, leave it at that. Uh, you, you, you got it, Rob. Thanks for the phone call. I appreciate it. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to get into, I'm going to break down all four games for you. I was going to dive into this Packers uh, 49ers game uh, prior to having Cynthia Freeland on. But again, uh, we stumbled into something. Phone lines blew up. And obviously, uh, you know, we, we love the caller interaction. So we decided to ride with, with that topic. Um, so um, so I, I will get into that, I promise. I, I just want to preface something. I think the Brock Purdy story is amazing, right? You're talking about Mr. Irrelevant. You're talking about 31 teams passing up on Brock, Brock Purdy uh, seven, if, if not more times, okay? Obviously, the, the 49ers saw something in him that other teams did not, or maybe other teams thought that um, he would not get drafted and they would sign him to their practice squad which obviously would be a lot more affordable for them. I don't know what their strategy was, but for 31 teams to pass up on him and for him to be in this situation, it's, an, it's, it's a made-for-TV Disney movie, okay? Disney Plus should sign the rights. I, I, it's, it's, it's amazing. Here's what my issue is. My issue is Brock Purdy being favored for the MVP. I truly believe you could put Daniel Jones in that position. I truly feel that you could put Kirk Cousins in that position. I truly feel that I'm, I'm just trying to think of other quarterbacks out there that don't get enough consideration who I think are just as good, if not better than Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy is in um, the perfect storm in regard to ownership, general manager, head coach, 
offensive coordinator, quarterback coach, and offensive line, talent, and defense. Keep in mind, it's, it's, it's not just all the weapons that Brock Purdy is working with. It's not just the fact that Brock Purdy has all the time in the world uh, to throw the football. Um, it's also that he's playing on a team that has an excellent defense, so his starting field position more times than not is midfield. So now you're talking about a quarterback that typically more times than not only has to go 50 yards as opposed to 100. And his depth of target this season was middle of the pack. And his, yard, and, and his yardage was 75 to 80% yak. So again, I, like I'm thrilled for him. And I think it's an amazing storyline. And I, 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 I wish nothing but good things for I don't hate Brock Purdy. What I disagree with is that we sit here and, and, and odds makers and, fo- oh, he deserves the MVP. No, you know who deserves the MVP? Trent Williams on that team deserves the MVP. You know who deserves the MVP on that team? Christian McCaffrey on that team deserves the MVP. Not Brock Purdy. Because there's at least seven to ten quarterbacks in the NFL that if you put in that situation on that team, they would thrive and do just as well as Brock Purdy. There are very few and far between offensive linemen, and there are very few far in between running backs that would have the success that we've seen Trent Williams and Christian McCaffrey have in that offense. That's what my problem is. So just, just to, I just want to clarify, you know, oh, you hate Brock Purdy. You hate the 40. I don't, it's not about that. It's, it's, we've got to, we've got to give credit where credit's due and the credit isn't going to the right person or the right athletes. That's what my problem is. Okay. Quick break. We come back. We'll hear from Cynthia Freeland. She'll be coming to us from Detroit. How about that? She's there covering the Detroit Lions matchup for the NFL Network. We'll get all her picks, all her plays for all four games. We'll talk some fantasy. Uh, We'll come back. We'll continue with your calls. uh, And then I will do a deep dive into this Packers 49ers matchup for you as well. Uh, Taking you into the third hour right here on 90.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7. ESPN. Welcome back. 98.7 ESPN. Anita Marks here with the wonderful, fabulous Cynthia Freeland, who is in Detroit, the Motor City, baby. How great is this when work and pleasure come together? Of course, Cynthia Freeland, a huge Detroit Lions fan. You'll see her all over the NFL Network in Detroit for this playoff game round two. Are you pinching yourself right now, Cynthia? I mean, I kept ta- I kept telling my friends and family who were texting me last week, being like, oh, you're going to come back, et cetera. There wasn't even a smartphone to be able to text people the last time the Lions won his home playoff game. There was like, if you were lucky, maybe you had one of those weird bag phones, but like that was it. So things have come a long way in that time. <laughs> Very different. It's like been since 1957 since Detroit's won two. So, you know, the 70 years, no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. 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 Unbelievable. All right. So um, why don't we start right there? Right. Let, let, let's start with the Detroit game, because, again, you're there. You're really excited about it. Detroit's defense did not look good last week against the Rams, Cynthia. And this is a Tampa Bay Bucks team in Baker Mayfield. They actually play better on the road than they do at home. So, you know, put your heart on the shelf for a second. Yep. How would you play this matchup? While I do have Detroit winning the game, I think four or maybe three is a much better proxy for what we're going to see. We know Todd Bowles loves to blitz third highest rate in the league. We know that that was really the downfall of the Eagles and Jalen Hurts last week. However, 
when you saw Jared Goff against the Blitz this year, that O-line, which has been exceptional, they have a very good o- I never thought as a person from Michigan that I would say that their O-line is very good, but they have a great O-line. And you saw last time they matched up in week six, you saw David Montgomery just take on the Blitz with yikes, like full force, and that does make a big difference. So between Sam Laporta, between David Montgomery taking the Blitz, and even some Jameer Gibbs, I think that it just nullifies some of what that Blitz can do in terms of giving bite to the defense. I'm really excited to, to see this matchup. And also, don't you feel like Baker Mayfield's playing with not not reckless abandonment? That, that came to mind, but I don't think it's really what I want to say. But just like footloose and fancy free. Nobody expected them to be here. He was supposed to be a fill-in gap because Tom Brady left and like, ha, 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 look at me now. Right? Apart, like, yeah. I mean, I think there's three games. Like, apart from the Bills-Chiefs game, I think all of the away quarterbacks this week could say that. We could say... You know, Jordan Love's kind of playing with house money. You could say C.J. Stroud most certainly is playing with house money. And you could absolutely say the same thing about Baker Mayfield. They all arrived there a little bit differently. But I don't think at the beginning of the season, if you would have been like, hey, these guys are playing for NFC Championship, they would have been like, I'm sorry, what? But absolutely, (laughs) that's all house money in those three games. So Saturday, 4.30, first game. It's the Texans, C.J. Stroud going up against the Baltimore Ravens. I think an interesting uh, little nugget I came across here is the fact that this is a Texans team. They haven't played outdoors very much this season, let alone the last time they played outdoors was December 17th. Um, ha- I'm curious how much you think uh, the, the the weather, even though it's not supposed to be horrific, but it's going to be cold, it's going to be a little windy, how you think that's going to play into this. This is a Ravens team favored by 9.5, and, and the over-under is 43.5. I think – the injuries, so you got to kind of combine what this team has been doing injury-wise. When you look at their injury report, it is long list. I think like Sheldon Rankins is on it. Like some of these guys on the interior that are really important, especially at containing what we know Lamar Jackson likes to do, which run the ball, but also he's really good at throwing out of the pocket this season too, maybe his best so far in his career. So you just got to kind of take it all into consideration. And apart from Derek Singley in the secondary, they are linebacker level and their secondary has had some troubles. So I don't think playing outside in the cold is really going to help. I do think, however, that that front will have a little bit more success than maybe people think. I think nine and a half is too rich for my blood. I think a touchdown's about right for them, though. So so, so you would take the Texans with the points then? I, if you're going full nine and a half, yeah. But I think, I think right. that there's a, it's a seven-point win for the Ravens. Do you, do, you have, do you have, what are you feeling in regard to like over and under? Uh, because I, I'm, I'm leaning towards the under here. I, I think the Ravens defense is really, even though, again, I don't want to take anything away from CJ Stroud. He really has been terrific. I think this Ravens defense is going to give him some, some problems. I do too, except for there's a couple of stats that would lead me to believe that there's ways that they could find some success. First of all, on first down, using play action, that's an area that the Ravens have been vulnerable. And they are missing Marlon Humphrey. So you're looking at no Marlon Humphrey and you're looking at like, so just that just makes me fearful that, you know, that first I, I keep in my head replaying that Nico Collins 75 yard touchdown two games ago and being like, holy smokes, like that's the kind of they're going to have to gamble, in my opinion. Like the Texans know that this Ravens team is the class of the AFC and they're going to have to take big strikes in order to. So it's either going to be like way under or I think potentially quite over because of those wild swings. Uh, game number two on Sunday night. I'm probably looking most forward to this one. The Green Bay Packers, Jordan Love has been on fire. This is the Green Bay Packers offense that has been just so good uh, for the last few weeks that I think a lot of people, they're flying under the radar. I don't think people realize uh, this is like a top five 
offense in the NFL since week nine. So uh, can they stay lockstep with the 49ers? This is another nine and a half favorite at home for the 49ers. The over under is 50 and a half. How are you playing this one? Yeah, I think this is not one where it's not the Green Bay offense that I have the question marks about. It's the Green Bay defense. So I do think that they can keep it close with the nine and a half. I feel very strong about that. However, I'm very worried about if you look at the middle third of the defense, that's where they've been most vulnerable in this Joe Barry Green Bay Packer defense. And that's the area where Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, and even Brandon Ayuk do so much damage. Oh, and by the way, George Kittle, too. I forgot to mention him in that list I just made. So it just feels like it lines up for an opportunity for, you know, look, like Kyle Shanahan, he's a little mad genius. You know it. He's playing in 2025. The rest of us are still in 2024. I feel like that's where that part of the defense is be, is going to be where they have some problems and what ultimately leads to a win for the Niners, but not a huge win. In, in regard to Jordan Love, are you, are you, I don't want to use the word shocked, right? But like, maybe, imp- like, I am so over, like, I did not expect this from him. And I feel like we've seen him grow and develop and mature uh, right before our very eyes this season. Again, for folks who've been watching the Green Bay Packers, I understand there's a lot of games, a lot of choices to be made on Sunday. I just don't think a lot of people have been watching Packers games and have seen him really grow and develop it's it's been uber impressive uh, yeah are, it's even are, more impressive are, i mean look yeah factor in the the i mean the tight ends are all new the the pass catchers are pretty much all new i mean with the exception of christian watson who was hurt for the majority of the season you got aaron jones was out for much of the year too so mm-hmm. imagine what was gonna what would happen next year or you know even in this game if people are 100 percent or even closer to 100 percent in terms of health now we can never expect that because football it's a very dangerous sport but at the end of the day what he's been able to show in terms of being able to read and diagnose defenses. Sure. The the coach has helped by giving him some cheat sheets with motion and ahead of the snap, lining people up in different alignments, but it has been up to Jordan love to make those adjustments and accurately read all of it. So, you know, I don't know if anyone had on their bingo card, the way that, you know, the, the Dallas defense was unable to bring pressure because this was the number one pressure defense all season long. And they had four, and they had no individual defender. And this is the first time in the Dan Quinn era that no individual defender didn't have at least like all of them had one at the very most. No one had multiple pressures. This is that's where, you know, you're going to give Jordan Love time. That just seems like a really bad idea. I'm really looking forward to that matchup. I mm-hmm. actually do believe, I do believe that the Green Bay Packers can stay up with the 49ers. I think that game is going to come down to the wire. Just my gut. Last but not mm-hmm. least, on Sunday night, the game that everybody is most looking forward to, outside of you, of course, in uh, in Detroit. Um, and that's Kansas City going up against the Buffalo Bills. This line is interesting. Opened up at three. Now it's dropped down to two and a half. The over-under is 45 and a half. The first time these two teams played each other, Buffalo had the right advantage uh now kansas city does do you think that's going to be a factor who do you like here yeah i mean let's let's be very clear this one you want to look at individual numbers and prop bets as opposed to you know the score because at least this far out because there's so many people that are questionable or potentially not playing in this matchup that i that could make huge differences like if rasul douglas doesn't play and Teron Johnson, like, then which corners are starting? We, we have a lot of questions there, right? And then with the linebackers, we already know that they're missing a number of people, including Matt Milano since week five. But you've got, uh, like, they're all on the injury report. This is very, that's very sketchy, very difficult to overcome. And by the way, Taylor Rapp, safety, he's also ruled out. So 
There's a lot of question marks in the back end of this defense for me. It's the closest it possibly could be. It comes down to which quarterback is going to be able to run and, and not turn the ball over. So that's why I'm more comfortable saying both Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes are going to have a lot of rushing yards. So Josh Allen more than 44 and Patrick Mahomes more than 27 if you're picking up what I'm putting down. But that's the thing I feel most confident in this one as opposed to anything else, at least this early on. Again, Cynthia Freeland joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. You can see her all over the NFL Network, live from Detroit, baby. Um, (laughs) I'm so excited for you. Uh, Before I let you go, um, a few things. Uh, Number one, are you going to be playing some uh, some DFS fantasy? And if so, uh, who's who's the common denominator? Who's the one player that you think is going to go totally off this weekend? Well, I always like to go for a good value. So if you're playing DFS, you want to make your lineup around Khalil Shakir. I think that the Bills need a lot of answers. And I think without Gabe Davis, uh, there's going to be a lot of Khalil Shakir who gets you a lot of yak. This is a slot guy. He did that since coming out of college. We've known that all along. And he's going to be a a heck of an asset there for Josh Allen. I love that. Um, And then on top of that, right now, who do you have winning the Super Bowl? I mean, the the 49ers are favored. You could still get the Ravens at three to one in some places. Who, who, do you, who do you like to win this whole thing at this point, Cynthia? It's hard to imagine anyone but the Niners because I do think the AFC, who, the AFC championship game, to me, you know, you play it 10 times, you're going to get five diff- a winner one five times in, or maybe six and four, right? And whereas like the NFC, no matter who makes it, it just feels like it's going to be the Niners to lose. At least, you know, look, I again, to get through the Green Bay Packers, of course, but that's the one I think, but I would go for some extra value and do, if you think the Chiefs are going to win, then do the Chiefs. If you think the Bills are going to win, then think the, then consider the Bills just to, to mix it up and get the good value. And last but not least, uh, always before I let you go, I, I know this is, this is looking a little bit far in advance, but you've got two teams here in New York that are sitting pretty in this year's NFL draft. And, and I know we both really love the draft. Uh, we go to the combine quite frequently uh, and we've got our finger on the pulse of, of, of a lot of what's happening there. Uh, right now you've got Caleb Williams favored to go number one overall at minus 900 Drake may sitting there at plus 450. I'm huge on Drake may. I think Drake may is the better quarterback. Uh, but you know, again, odds makers have Caleb Williams favored. Thought thoughts on this draft? Two things. Number one, who do you think goes first overall? And number two, do you think that either the Jets or the Giants take a quarterback in the first round? So, first question: I think Caleb Williams goes first overall, mostly because if you're interviewing Cliff Kingsbury and you're the Bears and you hold the number one pick, that kind of telegraphs it. So I. It has nothing to do with if I think Drake or Caleb are better necessarily. It just means that that telegraphing feels very appropriate to me. Um, but so I think that's where that's coming from. Um, however, I, you know, I don't think the Jets take a. I think the Jets go with an offensive lineman in the first round. Um, I could see the Giants kind of going either way, if I'm honest, and potentially considering it. However, I actually think both at the end of the day, they go with the the big fat men up front, not that. The big strong men up front. <laughs> I love it, <laughs> Cynthia. You rock. Uh, so appreciate your time. I know how busy you are, uh, and uh, and especially there, you're 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 a superstar alone. Let alone, um, I'm sure in Detroit, it, it's even it's even tenfold. So, hey man, uh, appreci- it's fun to go home, and this is what sports are all about. Like. 
we get to go be at a bar ahead of the game and kind of get the flavor of the land. And it means so much to me to be able to share that with some of my friends and family members. Literally one friend is bringing four generations, a grandma all the way to, you know, their own children. So four generations, so fun. I love it. I love it. Enjoy yourself uh, because we always enjoy having you on here on 98.7 ESPN. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. You got it. All right. Uh, Getting you locked and loaded for, of course, uh, weekend two of the playoffs in the NFL. More to come right here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Kyle talks about is is the whole team has improved throughout the entire season. They've gotten a lot of guys healthy. And they have a lot of the same guys from the past really good teams they've had. And a quarterback who does exactly what he's coached to do, which Aaron Rodgers is a Hall of Famer and unbelievable, but he kind of went outside of the realm of coaching. And sometimes it's good when you have a guy who does what he's coached to do. Huh. Nick Bosa throwing Aaron Rodgers under the bus. Woo. Okay. Um, <laughs> by the way, ESP New York presents an evening with Garrett Wilson, an intimate event uh, in, the, in the Big Apple with Jets star wide receiver. For your chance to score passes to this exclusive event, including food and beverage, go to ESPNNewYork.com or find the contest page on the ESPN New York app and submit your entry. An evening with Garrett Wilson brought to you by Corona and Sansone Auto Mall. So make sure you do that. 800-919-3776. We're going to get to uh, Jerry and Gabe. Hang tight one second. Uh, I just want to share with you how I'm playing this Green Bay Packer uh, 49ers game. So uh, I'm going to use the Green Bay Packers. If you recall earlier in the show, I told you I'm going to tease the Ravens down to minus three. Well, I'm going to tease the Green Bay Packers up to plus 15, plus 15 and a half, plus 16, depending if you're using that six, six and a half depending how you're getting the, 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 the Green Bay Packers at nine or nine and a half, okay? Um, as long as they have more than 14 points, I'm all about it. Why? Uh, Jordan Love, to me, has just been sensational. This is a Green Bay Packers offense since week nine, the number two best offense in the NFL. They're averaging 400 yards, this, uh, this offense is, uh, their last three games, okay? Uh, 25 points on the road. And um, and love has just been incredible. Meanwhile, meanwhile, for the San Francisco 49ers, uh, their schedule a little less impressive than the Green Bay Packers. Also, I think as of late, what's happened with the Green Bay Packers is, is we're getting a heavy dose of Aaron Jones. And um, and one thing in regard to the 49ers defense that that is probably their one of their biggest weaknesses is rushing attacks that come through the middle of the offensive line. And uh, they are, I want to say, 28th. Hold on one second. I have that stat here in front of me. I just want to make sure uh, I'm getting it correct. So the 49ers, 27th in rushing defense, EPA, when offenses are attacking them through the middle of the line. And that's what they do with Aaron Jones. So I do believe the 49ers are going to win. But I think that this Packers team and this Packers offense has enough star power and has an, packs a powerful punch, especially offensively, because they've been the second best offense in the NFL since week nine, statistically, that they're going to be able to stay lockstep with the 49ers. I believe that. Listen, they just put 50 on, on the Dallas Cowboys, right? 
So how am I going to play this? Again, Green Bay Packers, I'm going to tease them up to plus 15, plus 15 and a half, plus 16 in some places. I'm also going to play the Green Bay Packers over 19 and a half team total points. I think they put up at least 21 points. They're averaging 25 points on the road. Their team total point has hit over seven of their last nine games. Um, and oh, by the way, they're averaging actually 31 points on the road against top 10 defenses. And of course, the 49ers do have a top 10 defense. I'm also going to play the over in this matchup. I like over 50 and a half points here tonight. Six straight Packers games on the road. The over is hit for the 49ers. Five, two and one over at home. Um, like I said, I've just told you all the reasons why. Like the Packers offense, I think they're going to put up some points. And of course, we know the 49ers are going to put up points. 49ers defense. Rush defense, 28th. Drop back success rate, 20th. Which, by the way, Green Bay Packers offensive line, uh, top two in pass protection. Um, and prop bets that I like. Again, I'm all over Jordan Love. I'm going to go Jordan Love over 240 and a half passing yards. He's thrown for 267, if not more, in seven of his last 10 games. He's going to push the ball down the field against this 49ers team. He's going to have to. And the Packers are second in plays of 25 yards, if not more, this season. Aaron Jones is going to be a part of that. I like Aaron Jones over 87.5 total rushing and receiving yards combined. Combined. Because I do believe that he's going to get his yards in the ground against the 49ers because that's how you attack them. Especially you want to run the football to try to keep defenses honest and not have them blitz as much. And then I think he's going to be a big part of the passing attack as well. As for the 49ers, let me some Brandon Ayuk. Over 65 and a half receiving yards. 113, 114, 126 yards in three of the four prior games. So not to take anything away from Debo, not to take anything away from George Kittle, not to take anything away from C-Mac, I think Brandon Ayuk is going to get his today. And I think this is a low number. So I'm going to hit the over at 65 and a half receiving yards for Brandon Ayuk. That is how I'm playing this Green Bay Packers 49ers game. Uh, let's, go to, uh, let's go to Jerry in New York. Jerry, welcome in. Our question was, how what quarterback doing? has the most pressure heading into this weekend's slate of game? What say you? Wow. It has to be Josh Allen just because the Chiefs own them for, I say, two years, right? And mm-hmm. it's going to be a third year. His contract's 2026. Mm-hmm. And, and do they build around him? Does he go to a different division? Hypothetically speaking, like, where does he end up, like, on a player standpoint, just because, you know, the Chiefs been owning them? I just want to say happy birthday to my father. He's 62 today. There you go, Jerry. Uh, let's go to Gabe in Brooklyn. Gabe, who's your quarterback with the most pressure this weekend? I'm going to go with Mahomes. Uh, this is a team that's really different from year. Chiefs team that's different from years prior. Relied a lot on their defense, and offense just hasn't been clicking like years before. And you know, Mahomes has gone six straight years with at least a playoff win, and they just played a kind of hobbled Dolphins defense, signing guys off the street. So I think this is an important game for Mahomes and, and their offense. Um, I, listen, Gabe, I, I hear you, and, and I somewhat agree with you. Uh, like I said, for me, it's Purdy having to prove that Mr. Irrelevant is relevant in this 49ers offense. Uh, Patrick Mahomes 
trying to win his first playoff game on the road in hostile environment. Um, and Josh Allen. But majority of calls we took, a lot of people feel that it's Lamar Jackson heading into today's afternoon game at 4.30 with the Texans taking on the, the, uh, the Baltimore Ravens there at MT, M&T Bank Stadium uh, in Charm City. 800-919-3776. That's the number. We get back. We kick off hour number three. Joe Wiz will join us at the top of the hour. Haven't spent a lot of time today talking about the Knicks or the Giants or the Jets. We'll do this this third hour as well. Anita Marks with you, 98.7 ESPN.